welcome. This is Jabberwocky Podcast, episode number, I don't know. I realized I kind of sounded like Jocko then. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were that. too Jocko. <laughs> that bit has that been was done to death already. Did not yeah. mean to do that. I feel like welcome we did back. it one time. I feel like we've done it maybe twice. There was one time that you wanted me to do it, and then there was one time where I did it without telling you I was going to do it beforehand. So, don't hmm. know what episode number this is, but this is the next one in the saga of Jabberwocky Podcast. Um, that's all I have to say. Let's just jump right into it. David, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Um, I think well, childhood Adam, memories. I think. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about the Battle of Bull Run. No. See, I had a joke that I had prepared, and I said it. I thought it was so funny, I almost couldn't even say it. I was laughing so hard. And then David didn't laugh that much, and then something got messed up with the audio. So we were about yeah. three minutes in when the audio got messed up. So I'd already said the joke, and then up. David said, you should say it again. But I said, you didn't laugh that much, so I'm not going to say it. And you guys will just never know what the joke was. So it's still fresh. So so I could technically still use it in another episode. I thought it was really funny. I had thought about it about half an hour ago in advance. But today we're talking about childhood memories. David, what is your earliest childhood memory? First of all, I wrote a bunch of these down. My earliest childhood memory? Yeah. Um, I have two childhood memories that are very very early i don't know which one of them would have been first so one of my earliest memories is when zoe was born (laughs) okay (laughs) i've heard about this uh i don't know if i should tell this story Uh, no i'll tell it because i I feel like it's not that big of a deal because she was a baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah she had no control over that and she was a baby so she had just recently formed (laughs) so So it's really it really means absolutely nothing so zoe was born i would have been like two years old and grandma takes me to the you know the hospital to to meet my new baby sister and we walk in the hospital room, and I'm bear in mind I'm very short <laughs> because I'm two. As most most two year olds are um, usually, usually on the shorter scale. So, like I I will grant that I know there's a thing where like memories can like change over time and like become inaccurate, and you can Correct. like think you remember something that didn't happen. So I don't know if any of that is in play here, but this is my recollection of my, like, meeting Zoe, basically. I mean, meeting a baby, so I don't know how that works. But So we walk in the hospital room, and Dad is, like, changing Zoe's diaper. I distinctly remember she's on the right-hand side. How long has she been alive for, and he's already changing her diaper? Not that long. I don't know. Wow. That's weird. Okay. I don't know. She's been alive long enough for it to be appropriate to bring the two-year-old to meet her. I okay. Guess. Well, I mean, so a two-year-old, two-year-old. I can there. see Dad changing her diaper, and I can see Zoe up on the changing table. And the first, <laughs> the first thought that I have is, that is the fattest baby I have ever seen in my entire life. Was Which, she? I don't know if she was particular. It's funny now because Zoe is the smallest out of all of <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, she's Zoe is remarkably petite. Remarkably, <laughs> I wouldn't say remarkably. <laughs> to she's be fair. Petite. She's not if you if you were to look at all three of us and you were to try to guess who would have been the largest at birth or who you would have, have thought David would think, wow, this is the largest baby I've ever seen, you'd probably assume me. Yeah. So it's really it's really just throws people really coming out of nowhere with that. I don't even know if she was a big baby, like in actuality. But just Honestly, to like my two year old mind, I saw her and I was like, Wow. 
which is gigantic. <laughs> which I guess a baby to a, a two-year-old is still like pretty big. Like two-year-olds aren't that much bigger than babies. But yeah, that so that was one of my earliest memories. Um, okay. Another I... memory that I had that was probably slightly later, but around the same time frame, is one time I, I lied and I told mom that I was sick. <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to, how old so I wouldn't have to go I was probably like two or three. Like okay. still a toddler. So that I wouldn't have to go to, to church. And then I don't know how I I guess she just like figured out that I wasn't. I don't actually remember doing it. That, I just remember that it happened. That's funny. So I guess my earliest memory is Zoe because I don't I remember that I did that, but I don't actually have any record. That's funny because I also person. one time lied about <laughs> being six that I did have to go to church. <laughs> but um, I don't I didn't keep it up long enough. I like just got tired of it and then still went to church. See, I for me it actually worked, but then I think I <laughs> like came clean. I just after, I didn't afterwards. think I didn't think it through and I think I just said I'm sick and then that was it. Hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> I still went to church. <laughs> How old um, were you? I don't remember. Okay. Probably like six or seven, maybe. Okay, so let's. So I wrote down a bunch of childhood childhood memories. One of these, some of these are more recent than others, like two years ago, which is kind That's of childhood because I wasn't eighteen. I'm an adult then, but. I still think they're funny. So uh, this was actually suggested by one of our viewers, Jesse. Okay. Thank you. Who also has a podcast called Hidden Language, Secret Language. Oh, the Secret Language podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so check that out. So I r- wrote down a bunch of these. David thinks that he doesn't remember anything ever. I have a really hard... I think this will jog his memory. Yeah, like I can remember stuff after I have it like okay. prompted, but so, I don't have very like. So we were homeschooled, kay. if you didn't already know. So we didn't have many friends, and which means we would also spend a lot of time <laughs> at home. And this is really, <laughs> this is really like sounds it makes us sound super lame. But it's also 100% It's 100% true. (laughs) And so the dynamic that in our house, two boys, one girl, two parents, uh, David and I would often team up on (laughs) Zoe. Do I think it was right? No. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, this is great. I love it. But now, you know, don't do that. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so we were, we got into Airsoft somehow don't really remember that was kind of you kind of got into airsoft and then yeah well one of our really kind (laughs) of on the fringes on that (laughs) one of our few friends silas Um, yes silas he was one of our few friends (laughs) no okay so silas lives in a log cabin in the woods literally but it's like a really not like a log cabin like 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 with like where you have to like I was going to say chop your own firewood, but they actually do that. (laughs) Um, They have a wood stove, but it's like, it's like a a nice, like, uh, I don't know, luxurious. Yeah. It's not like a Abraham Lincoln's log cabin. It's like a nice, it's like a, I think it's like a gorgeous home. I think they ended Abraham Lincoln log cabins in the 1800s, David. I don't think anyone was imagining Abraham Lincoln. It's a nice cabin. It's like a big old Lincoln Log cabin, but better. With a really nice interior. And it's even nicer now because Salsa's mom has been like completely now. renovating the whole thing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. It's totally different from my childhood Honestly, version of his home, but top it's ten, super nice. Top 10 log cabins I've been in. I would say it's the number one log cabin I've been in. I can't think of many log cabins, so I'm just going to put it. I haven't been top. in many, anyways, but anyways. I would say it's probably... We so, but he has extensive woods, so it was a great place to play airsoft. And I think it was just a combination of that, and I think we knew a few people. I think Silas got into it, and also it was just like a convenient 
place to do that. And when you're like 13, yeah, you're kind of getting into guns. And you're kind of getting into guns, but you also live in Beaverton, Oregon, where yeah. like where you can't even own a switchblade. Yeah, <sighs> well, that's, I'm pretty sure that's everywhere. Oh, at least in America. Okay. Um, like actual gun ownership isn't super convenient because it's not like you can just go out in your backyard and shoot. I did that with airsoft guns, but we did, and that is another one of my memories. But we'll get to that. So that was how the airsoft came about, I think. And so David purchased a rifle, a spring-powered. Yeah, well, for this story, you had a spring-powered rifle. Yeah, one of them was a bolt-action sniper rifle. Yes, it was like I would just say it's a rifle. I wouldn't call it a sniper rifle. Um, but that's what it was. Okay. Anyways, it wasn't like so. It's not. It's not. Wasn't like a because they have like spring. That's part important part of the story is it wasn't like like a cheap like spring like airsoft gun where it's like you pull back the the hammer and fire and it's like almost like a glorified nerf gun like no this was like a gun that was like it was admittedly it was not very expensive for like a high quality airsoft sniper rifle but it was an airsoft sniper rifle designed for long range marksmanship in airsoft combat the problem versus that, like a cheap one okay so but this thing is like packing a this thing is like yeah probably like four or five hundred fps i don't know okay maybe so but i don't ex- i don't exactly know what happened this is also an important part of the story is you want me mom to just was tell gone. what happened no <laughs> mom was that's gone. mom that's mom was how a lot of stories mom was out of the house anytime <laughs> anything bad happened there is she was either in the shower or <laughs> like grocery gone. shopping. Yeah. Um, so I don't exactly remember how this came about, but David began to chase Zoe around with the sniper rifle. Zoe well, obviously not ever intending to shoot her. Right. And maybe at yeah, the beginning. We were just, but I think obviously we were just being like bad we never, brothers yeah. and like trying to bo- just, bug her she's and, probably trying to do her arithmetic or phonics or something uh, i mean she's and probably trying so, to like color but. yeah so david started to chase her around and she ran into my room and she shut yeah. the door yep and i think at this point david took the magazine out so here's what and happened. handed it to me oh really so here's what happened i'm pretty sure i was holding the magazine okay so my thought was i'm just gonna scare her Right. Um, so I took the magazine out and I was like, I'll just pretend like I'm going to shoot her. But then when I pull the trigger, it'll just like click and like, she'll be like, oh, and, but she'll be scared. It'll be, it's like, and I was thinking it would be like a version of that thing, like that trope where like the guy has a gun then he pulls the trigger and it has a little flag out that comes out and it says like bang on yeah. it. Yeah. So, similar <laughs> to that. That was my thought. Did I mention we lived in Beaverton? And so yes. real guns were not readily accessible. And yes. So neither was knowledge about appropriate gun safety. Yeah. That's a key part in this story. So you, I guess you're telling the story. Okay, of what so I did. then Zoe has shut the door, pleading with David not to shoot her. She opens the door. David pulls the trigger. And instead of a nice flag popping out that says bang, (laughs) uh, he actually shoots her with a a small plastic BB. Because what had happened was he had... um, I had chambered around before removing the magazine. Yeah, before removing the magazine. So he thought, magazine's out, there's nothing in there. He fired, shot Zoe... And then Zoe began to cry. David felt bad. I was like, yeah. wow, I can't believe you just shot Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, then oh you got boy. your airsoft, airsoft. All my, uh, I got like all my airsoft taken, taken away. away for like six months, which was yeah. a pretty. Wow. I remember mom and dad were just like, David already feels pretty bad. So we're not going to punish him anymore than just taking away his guns. Which was gracious on their part, and probably yeah. probably judicious because I was I was provoking her. 
Yes, you were. But the level of provocation was, I would say. um, No, but I mean, like, if you just swap out. So the whole, the actual shooting her part was purely accidental. Well. Like, I I had zero intention of actually causing her physical harm. I was being incredibly ignorant. But, like, my intentions were just to psychologically harm her. <laughs> but if you swap out like an airsoft gun for like a nerf gun, that entire situation could still easily have transpired with yeah. like significantly more innocuous I, yeah, the, results. The real you know problem saying? was you chose airsoft gun instead yeah. of nerf gun. Because they're uh, scarier. Because they, they, they hurt more. They look realer. The <laughs> second Zoe airsoft knows. story I have was you purchased an airsoft Uzi. Yeah. And you wanted me to shoot you. So we loaded it up. We went into the backyard. You turned you so face you faced me. You were probably about uh two yards away, three yards away. <laughs> about three yards. Okay. And you go, shoot me, and then I shoot you a couple times. And I remember you were just wearing like a white undershirt. And I remember shooting you, and then you just go, ah, <laughs> once I shot you. And I don't remember why you wanted me, and I shot you right like right in the chest. I don't remember why you wanted me to shoot you. I think it's because so, you, you thought that to deserve to play Airsoft, you needed to understand what the pain felt like. Like how they use, what they do with police officers is that you can't use a taser until you've been tased. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably so something similar to that, but more like... I was really concerned about how bad it was going to hurt, and mm. I didn't want to experience that for the first time on the battlefield, you know? Yeah. That Uzi, I don't think, was that powerful. We I did end up... No, it was not. definitely had more powerful guns. It was an Uzi that. only so. in that the plastic casing was shaped like an Uzi. Yeah, not at all But it was like a single rates. shot. Like, <laughs> it, yeah. It, it was one of those single shot spring-loaded, like, probably yeah. not that powerful. So... Okay. Um, I did end up getting like yeah. I bought like a vest that was like a protective vest. Yeah, for we, like I think paintball. We still have that. Yeah, I which actually was a great idea. Um, yeah, that is actually a really good idea. I I would say my pain tolerance. It's not, not high. that high. Not that high. Yeah, but it like definitely wasn't at that. Cl- at that age, when you're wearing clothes, though, like obviously getting yeah. hit on bare skin hurts, but not that bad. Yeah. But yeah. once you're wearing clothes, it's really not that bad. Okay. No, it's definitely bearable. Next story happened. Maybe I got to think. So these stories are not in chronological order. No. This one okay. happened more recent. I would say probably, I think, maybe three years ago. And the water heater in our house went out. Now, I there's a lot of weird architectural choices in this house like <laughs> the downstairs bath I, to this i never realized this for a while like growing up i thought oh this is normal but now i think who designed this so our downstairs bathroom is in the entire middle of the house it is probably That's geographically true. in the exact middle of the house you can walk all the way around basically it's this giant column in the middle so like of our yeah of our downstairs that you can walk all the way around you can go you entrance when you go so in you go through it and you can hook around to the kitchen go through the dining room and loop back around to the entrance so there's yeah. 360 so there's degree of a wall that is the bathroom so anytime anyone's in the bathroom you know there's someone in the bathroom it's yeah. just very poor planning however someone decided to put a water heater in the attic for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but they just thought, where should we put this water heater? In the attic. So we needed to get, I don't even remember how we got that water heater out of the attic, but this story happens when we're trying to get the new water heater into the attic. Hmm. And if you've ever been in an attic, there's very little space to stand, and there's a lot of insulation, and if yeah. you step on the insulation, you will fall through the drywall and come through the ceiling. And so <laughs> it so our dad yeah solicited the help 
of Silas and his dad. Good choices. Silas and, good choices. Silas and okay. his dad come over. Silas is going up the ladder carrying the, not just him, but he's like the front man heading up there. And it's not a lot of space, and we kind of have it halfway through. And then Silas steps on the insulation and falls through the ceiling. Hmm. Which, okay, not that big of a deal. I mean, kind of. You fell through the ceiling. I thought, wow, this is insane. (laughs) Crazy. Insulation (laughs) went everywhere. Drywall broke. Okay, so we get it hooked up. The water heater is hooked up and all that stuff. The next day, since we brought the water heater up in its box, the box was still up there. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I had to go up there and get the box fragments and bring them down out of the attic. So I go up in there. As I go up, I admire the hole that Silas had left. <laughs> I go up there, <laughs> and I'm getting the boxes, and I'm walking on this uh, gangway plank. And I lose my balance, and I also <laughs> fall through the ceiling. So now, so did you like you didn't fall like completely through? It was just not like you entirely punched a leg through. Yeah, like it had. It, I had like if my memory serves me correctly, there were like two leg holes that you could see, <laughs> like <laughs> definite leg holes where both of my legs just punched through. So then we had two <laughs> holes in the ceiling. I'm picturing your like legs, just yeah, like just were, your legs. It was it was so the ceiling. it was so funny. <laughs> it was just like I can't believe this just happened. How did you get out? I just kind of pulled myself out. My mom might have gone up into the attic and kind of helped me uh, pull <laughs> myself kind of, out. So I kind of imagine you getting stuck. Yeah. So there, <laughs> you can de- you can still tell where the two holes are, but it's pretty good. All right, the next story. Do you have any stories? Did you? Um, well, I'm pretty confident that like any stories that I might want to tell, you're probably going to cover. Okay. So I feel like your memory of our childhood is better. Anything. Okay. And the first five years of my life during which you did not exist. No recollection. <sighs> what a blissful time. Um, I don't have very clear recollection of those either. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my next story involves... My parents and David. So it was a Saturday night. It was late. It wasn't that late. It was probably 9.30. Uh, And I was probably 10 or so. My parents were watching Spider-Man. Which one is this? The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man with Sandman. Oh. Is that Spider-Man 2 or 1? It's not 1. 2? 2 or 3? I think it might be 3. Okay, whichever Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So I'm watching know. it downstairs in the family room. Yeah. And I'm going to bed, so I go get my goodnight kisses from mom, <laughs> from my dad. And then oh, I man. and I'm I remember I'm on all fours and you're sitting in a chair and I make my way over to you and I <laughs> <laughs> and I put my head Ready to receive a goodnight kiss for a while, like for maybe five or six seconds. I was just holding my head there, not really thinking. And <laughs> you just go, What are you doing? <laughs> because I was waiting for you to give me a goodnight kiss. And then I realized what I was doing. And then I think I just ran away crying. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I w- didn't do it on prayer. Like I wasn't like, oh, now I have to go get my goodnight kiss from David. It just slipped in my mind, and I was just like, <laughs> "Here's another person that has to give me a goodnight kiss." <laughs> okay. S- so this is the next saga of stories. <laughs> have I told on the have I told on the podcast about the flamethrower? Um, I can't remember if I have or not. I think we've mentioned it, but I don't know if we've told. Okay, it. so there was a creme brulee flamethrower that my grandma gave to my mom, and my mom said, "Don't use this." And I said, "Man." <laughs> so for a couple years we had it. Nothing happened with it. Yeah. Then my parents went out of town, and I thought perfect 
is my time <laughs> to use the creme brulee flamethrower. So I get it out and I light it up and I'm just having a grand old time. So I decide what's the most fun thing I could do with this right now. And I decide melt ice cubes. So I get ice cubes. I put them in the sink and I start melting them. And then I look to my left on the counter next to the sink and I see an ant. And I think this ant has trespassed in my territory. (laughs) And so I turn the flamethrower towards the ant and I singe this ant to death. It's dead. (laughs) And is dead. And then I look on the counter and I realize I've burnt the counter. Uh oh. So I burned the counter. I tried to I tried to cover it up for a while because it's right where we put the um the clean dishes when we wash dishes by hand. That's kinda where the towels go to dry them off the rack. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I could just hide it under here. And then <laughs> mom and dad get back and I think for maybe just about one day. It was hidden, and then my mom did dishes, and she noticed, and then I got in trouble. But during that same tri- trip, <laughs> while they were gone, I <laughs> w- made a flamethrower using sunscreen and a lighter in the garage, all right? <laughs> I didn't do it in the house at first, but then <laughs> I brought it in. I said, hey, Zoe, check this out, and I did it in the house. Oh, so What? Yeah. But I then <laughs> remember that part. Well, you weren't there. Then what happened I know, was our friend Hunter came to yeah. visit Oregon, and we were sitting around mm-hmm. the dinner table, and this story got brought up. Yeah. But what my mom only knew about was that I had done it with the creme brulee flamethrower, and not, <laughs> and not the sunscreen. And the only one, only person who knew that I did it was Zoe. And Zoe yeah. brought it up. This was like five months later. <laughs> Zoe brought it up, and then I got in trouble again for it five months after it had happened. <laughs> so that happened. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, also, this just came to me. Another time, mom was gone, and Zoe just kept lighting matches, like relighting this candle. And then my mom found all of the matches in the. <laughs> in the in the <laughs> trash can and then zoe got in trouble for that so we have a weird oh. attraction to fire when fire. mom is gone anyways so that happened and then i'll ne- i never hear the end of this just everyone keeps <laughs> bringing up this the time that i burnt the counter my parents go away again it's just me in the house this time zoe's gone and i decide you know what People always give me a bad rap for playing with fire while mom and dad are gone. You know what I'm going to do to really stick it to them? This will really get them. I'm going to light every single candle that we have in the house. (laughs) And that's what I do. I light every single candle that we have in the house. Which is probably at least, we have a surprisingly, we have a, a lot of candles in the house. For some reason, yeah, and they're not of, like a lot of them like are fragrant yeah, candles. A lot they're of them just are decorative. decorative, which is interesting. Anyways, I do that, and there was one candle. I was kind of playing with the wax, and the wax fell in the sink. And I thought, okay, no, no bigs, no problem. I clean all it up. I clean it all up, and I leave the wax in the sink over the weekend. And then the day before, mom and dad are supposed to get back. As per usual, I'm frantically cleaning everything up. And I go to clean up the wax in the sink. Yeah. And I clean it up, and it has left a red stain. And I thought, no. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be happening. So I try I, tr- I try to like wash it off, kind of scrape it up. And then I think, I know what I need. I need to turn back to my friend, the creme brulee torch. So I, try, I turn back to the creme brulee torch, <laughs> and I try to melt this wax down. <laughs> Again, but it doesn't work. And I might have done a little bit of damage to the sink. (laughs) But what I had was I had this white acrylic paint. And when acrylic paint paint dries, it turns into plastic. So what I did was I painted over the red stain. (laughs) And (laughs) it looked fantastic. You could not even (laughs) tell it was there. And then one day, or the day after my parents got back, um, mom... 
and I were driving somewhere and she goes, so nothing bad happened while I was gone. And I couldn't <laughs> lie, so I had to tell her. So she found out about that. So, yeah, I really, I really do have a pretty bad track record. With um, just being left home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the saga of that. The next story involves our dead dog, Lightning. May he rest in peace. One time I let him go outside in the front, and I took his collar <laughs> off, and then he just started walking. And he probably <laughs> walked about a quarter of a mile away, and I could not get him to turn back around. And then eventually I did, and we walked back, and my parents, I don't think my mom ever even noticed I was gone. <laughs> and that was it. Ne- Wait, where did next he go? He, like, walked, so he walked <laughs> to the right and then walked up that hill. He walked all the way to David Coffey's house or whoever that guy was that lived up in oh that yeah. cul-de-sac as you're heading towards Walker Road. You know what we I'm talking about? We need to, like, about? bleep out last names. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> David Cheers. Coffey sounds like a fake name already. <laughs> well, it's a real person. <laughs> like it sounds like... I wonder what he's doing with his life. I thought I might have saw him because I saw someone running Probably. and I thought... Interesting. Anyways, next story is... Is he still short? I He was running, so I don't know. So okay. he was like bouncing up and down too much yeah, for you to I tell? Yeah, average height, probably. Probably shorter than me, wow. but not by much. Um, next story is one time I went to this baseball camp, or basketball camp, actually, and I made this friend named Hunter. Not the Hunter that we are friends with now. Different we pretty good friends. And I left, and I came back the next meeting that was scheduled, and I was looking around for my friend Hunter, and I couldn't find him, like, the whole entire session. And so we lined up in a line for something, and the coach called out Hunter's name. And then Hunter goes, here I am. And I realized Hunter had been there the whole time. I just didn't recognize him because he was wearing different clothes (laughs) the last time (laughs) I saw him. (laughs) Are you serious? I'm 100% serious. It's 100% <laughs> what happened. I didn't even recognize him because he was wearing different clothes. Next story. You were like, oh, man. Next story is I was taking the recycling out to the recycling bin. And to get out into the garage, there's a little bit of a step. And when we were kids, that's where we put our, clo- our clothes, our shoes. So yeah. there would always be a bunch of shoes down there. And so one day I stepped out there and I kind of – Stepped on a shoe weird, and I kind of twisted my anchor ankle to the right, and I was crying about it. It probably wasn't even that bad. <laughs> I was crying about it. I was probably there for 15 or 20 minutes just sitting on the step crying, and then <laughs> mom finally came to see where I had gone because I had just disappeared, <laughs> and so I told her what happened, and then my dad came home, told him what happened. And then I remember asking him, have you ever rolled your ankle? And he goes, yeah. And I said, how? And he said, I stepped onto a shoe when I was stepping off of a step. (laughs) And I went, what? That's exactly how I sprained my ankle. And then mom said, no, he didn't. And then that was it. End of that story. Next story. One day... For April Fools, which is actually today. So happy April Fools, everyone. Uh, I, and along with my mom, came up with the genius idea to put gr- green food coloring <laughs> in the milk carton. And Zoe, oh boy. Zoe ate uh, cereal, cereal for breakfast every day. every day. And Zoe was so distraught by the green milk that she would not drink the milk. Yeah. And similarly, on the topic of April Fools, is... I learned that one time Zoe and David were going to rub onions on all of my clothes. For <laughs> April Fools. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's such a weird prank. I don't, I don't even know how you would have come up with that. For the internet. Yeah, that you, there's, that an, the only there's absolutely no way that you... Like, that seems so impractical. Yeah. I will say... Um, Probably the greatest prank I've ever pulled. Just in, so like, in terms of scope, this was the greatest prank I ever pulled. Okay. In terms of execution, it was a flop. 
Okay. Um, Caleb and I were living in the dorms, and that previous Halloween, we had been the Power Rangers, and it was awesome. And I had a habit of, I I think I've changed my ways, but I like to mess with Caleb. Um, I like to prank him. And so for this April Fool's, what I did was, I don't even know how I came up with this idea. Maybe I found it on the internet, but I, during the night, I stole all of our clothes (laughs) <laughs> except for the Power Ranger suit. Okay. So, I had to pack up all, while he was sleeping, in the ro- in the dorm room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I packed up all of our clothes, because I knew that, that if he didn't, couldn't wear his own clothes, he would just steal mine instead of wearing the Power Ranger suit. So I packed up all all of our clothes and moved them to like I put some of them in my car, but like moved the rest to like um Dave and Sant's apartment actually, I think. Okay. In the mi- and it was really hard. It took a long time because I was trying to be so quiet. Yeah. And I had to like put them all in like a suitcase and stuff like that. And Caleb was just not into it. He just didn't. He just wasn't playing along, so I just gave him his clothes back. Okay, next story for me. One time I was at a sleepover with six, five other people. I think there were six total. And we were sleeping outside in a tent in their backyard. And people started to talk about the movie I Am Legend, starring Will Smith, which is a little bit of a scary movie. A little bit. And they were talking about it at night, and then one of the kids' dads started walking around the (laughs) tent and would, like, hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Like there was something out there. And then I started crying, only from them talking about I Am Legend, because I was a wimp. (laughs) You were kind of a crybaby. And that was it. <laughs> Not the first time I had cried at a sleepover. Second time I probably cried at a sleepover was when we went to the walkers and we were spending the night in their treehouse and they made me sleep by the entrance. <laughs> I thought that was, you were like the security guy. That was... That I, was your job. You very well know that a monster could have climbed up those ladders and killed me, but you yet you just <laughs> still wanted me to sleep by the entrance. I thought you were afraid of falling out. No, I was afraid of being attacked by a forest monster. Why would I be afraid of falling out? Because <laughs> it's high up and there's nothing That's there to keep you from falling out. Next story. This is kind of an obscure one, but it stays in my memory. One time, 4th of July, um, was on a Wednesday, so we got back from Bible class, and I was changing out of my clothes, and I, and I something somehow I had, thrown my clothes off in such a way that on my bed it looked like I had slithered out of my clothes. And I ran downstairs and then a little bit later my mom also changed and she came downstairs and goes Adam, it looks like you slithered out of your clothes. (laughs) And I thought I know! I don't know how I did that. And that's a story. Um, Um. Next story. My nickname on my baseball team was Speed Demon. That's the end of that. <laughs> um, next story. One time I went to a wedding. Don't know whose wedding this was. And I had to put on pants. <laughs> As you do. And so we go to this wedding. Yeah. Wedding is great. I believe there were caramel apples there, if I remember correctly. That also stands out to me. But I can't remember... If there was so was it like not. a fall wedding, or they just like caramel? I think it. Well, as you learn in this story, might have well, unclear. They might have just liked caramel apples. So we were leaving the wedding. Wedding's over. We're leaving the wedding, <laughs> and <laughs> as you do. And so my mom told me to go use the bathroom. So I do. I believe this was 
during the time when you'd go to the bathroom with your mom still. So <laughs> go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm trying to get my pants back on. But there is a little bit of a problem because what had happened was when my mom had told me to put on or to get ready for the wedding and I put on my pants, I chose not to take off the shorts I was wearing <laughs> putting on the pants. So I so the entire wedding I was wearing underwear shorts and then a pair of pants <laughs> and i went to the bathroom and i could not get my pants back on <laughs> and mom was trying so hard to put the pants back on but i don't think she did and i think i just left with my pants on and like my <laughs> just the f- front of them just fully open. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just like take the shorts off? I don't know. <laughs> Hold them up. I don't know. But also I didn't under I didn't think that because I wanted to keep wearing shorts, but I didn't imagine a world where wearing shorts and then wearing pants on top would be even remotely good. <laughs> um, this. Wow, I had no idea what a weird kid you were. Well, speaking of pants, well, speaking of, actually, yeah, speaking of fan, pants, is I recently learned that you can wear underwear with pajama pants. And I learned this. <laughs> I learned this probably two years ago. I genuinely always thought that you were not supposed to wear underwear with pajama pants. And I just, I never, I just, because I think when I owned pajama pants, I was at an age where I would just dr- dress myself. So I just kind of thought, you're not supposed to wear underwear with this. And so I would not. And I think that's to this day why I don't enjoy pajama pants. <laughs> Just because it was not it was not comfortable. And so I would think, why does anyone like this? This is terrible. <laughs> okay. Next story. We were at a summer we were at a summer party and there was a badminton net and it was David <laughs> Silas Silas's yeah. sister and another kid named Caleb and me did I already say that I was there as well and we were playing badminton and there's an iconic photo that David just loves to bring up that he just loves of me playing badminton it's a great photo can we post that on our Instagram yeah we can and oh. so we were playing badminton for a while and I was probably eight and I was not good, no hand-eye coordination. I was trying so hard to play badminton because I want to be cool like David Salas, his sister, and Caleb. And eventually they took a break, and we're all kind of sitting around, and Caleb goes, we make a pretty good team to David Salas and his sister. Can I say her name? I feel like she probably wouldn't like that, so I'm not going to. Salas' sister and Caleb. Caleb goes, we we make such a good team. And then I go, what about me? <laughs> what about me, guys? I make a, I'm a good I'm a good part <laughs> of this team, right? And then Silas's sister looks at me and goes, you're just off on your own team. <laughs> and I go, you're right. I am. That's how good I am. I don't even need a team. I'm on my own team. <laughs> and that made me feel a lot better. Savage yet accurate. Yeah. Okay, this is the final story that I have. I actually had a an other ones, but they were just they didn't really have a beginning, middle, or end, so this is the final one. I applied at a job at Old Chicago. What is that called? Is it just called Old Chicago? 
Chicago something. Old Chicago something. Maybe it is called Old Chicago. And I applied as a dishwasher there. I was not 18 at the time. I was 16. And I got called in for an interview. Maybe I was 17. Got called in for an interview. Go into the interview. I wait for about maybe 15, 20 minutes for the manager to come interview me. I was just sitting in the front for a really long time. And then I come, and then he comes, and he gets me, and he goes, hey, let's go sit at this table. In, a, in about 30 seconds, he finds out that I'm not 18. And it turns out that you have to be 18 to work there, to be the dishwasher. And he goes, well, you're not 18, but we could still just have the interview just so you get some experience. And, of course, me always being open to new experiences I say of course (laughs) and so we begin to conduct the interview but what actually happens is this guy just talks about how much he enjoys picking locks for about half an hour (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just there and I'm just like I really have nothing to add so I just look interested which might have been my fault because it probably made him think that I was actually genuinely interested (laughs) in talking about picking locks so he talks about picking locks for about 20 minutes and then he goes and then at the end i mean there were there were a few like actual um interview questions yeah and at the end he goes he goes well i can't hire you but if i could you'd be a great candidate (laughs) and i said thanks and then i left (laughs) and i had wasted about 40 minutes of my life doing something (laughs) that would not have benefited me at all. (laughs) I mean, if you, maybe if you'd paid attention to him, if you ever need to pick a lock, it was, man, that's interesting. Bad. (laughs) It was just like, what was happening? Wow. Okay, man. I'm trying to think. I don't have that many. uh, I definitely don't have that many like uh, childhood memories that I feel like are, are funny. Um, just sad childhood memories. Not sad, but they're just like neutral. Like <laughs> I remember the first Bionicle I got. I remember. That's like neutral, it was a, not happy. Well, it's just not a funny story. Oh. It was happy for me, but it's like boring, right? Like basically what happened was we were, it was 4th of July. It was mm-hmm. back when we'd still have 4th of July at uh, Miss Candy's. That's her real name, but also she gives people gives candy. candy. I don't know which came first. The name. I believe she yeah, but went by candy prior. <laughs> well, I've always wondered, like, like was she like, my name is Candy. I need to give people candy. <laughs> <laughs> or was she oh. just like, I need to give people candy and my name also happens to be Candy. Or was it like her name that inspired her? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I have I don't know. But um there were uh there was bingo. And okay. Before playing, she even did bunko, she did bingo. Yeah. Bingo at fourth of July. And if you were a child age like old enough to understand the co- concept of bingo and young enough to be excited by um, like relatively re- young enough to be excited by like Bionicles bingo was the place to be because there were prizes and the prizes were Bionicle well one of the pri- so one of the prizes was a Bionicle that year and I saw it there on the prize table and I was like oh man I gotta it was the original Toa Tahu and I was like, I have got to win that Bionicle. <laughs> I have to get the Bionicle. I still have this Bionicle, by the way. So, spoiler alert, I eventually won the Bionicle. But I'm like, I'm like playing bingo, and I'm playing bingo, and I'm not winning. And other people are winning and winning. And like, like when the other, I know none of the girls are going to want this toy, but like when the guys are winning, I'm like, man, don't, don't pick the Bionicle. Don't pick the Bionicle. <laughs> and then finally... I get a bingo. 
you know, I go up there, and I'm sure Miss Candy's like, which prize do you want? I don't know what, if she said anything. I was like, whatever. I was like, I will take the Bionicle. I don't even think I knew yes. what a Bionicle was right then. Didn't matter. And man, I got that Bionicle, and I still have it. And I have a bunch of other Bionicles, too. How come she doesn't do Bionicles anymore? Um, I think Bionicles, just in general, culturally, are not what they used to be. So... But they, they don't host Fourth uh, of July anymore, so that's part of it. But back in the day, bingo. They, she does bunko. Miss Candy's was the place to be. Yeah, but I feel like bunko is for teenagers, and teenagers aren't that into bionicles unless you're me. Thanks, Miss Candy, for sparking my passion for bionicles. She probably doesn't listen to this, but if she does, I owe it all to to your bingo. Got me started. So when his and addiction that eventually led to my greatest birthday party of all time, the Bionicle birthday party, where we all wore yeah. masks of light, which were actually like pretty solid, like considering they were homemade paper mache masks that we had spray painted gold. Sure, they were legit. Okay, well, those were all of our childhood memories. We have no more childhood memories, and I don't recall anything else happening ever <laughs> in my life. Thank you for listening. And that's we it. Gonna do s- oh, we're going to do spicy tunes? Oh, okay. Let me see if I have any that are ready to go. Hmm. Do you have any that you want to do? Yep. All right, let's hear them. What do you got? On deck spicy tunes. Don't have anything good on deck. Well, that's Got on anything? you. That's on you for not having anything. You should always have something on deck. Okay, I would like to recommend. Um, actually, I have a lot that I would like to recommend. Really? Yeah. Well, throw out. I mean, you could throw out two or three. Okay, I would like to recommend one, Anna. In parentheses, Go With Him by The Beatles off of their first album, The Beatles. Oh, that's a childhood memory. That's a really good song. Second song I would like to recommend. This song is in the zeitgeist right now, and everyone probably knows it, but if you don't know it, go listen. Well, actually, not going to recommend that song. Next song I would like to recommend is La Fuga by Pixvay. P-I-X-V-A-E. It's not in English. Hmm. And I would also like to recommend the song Advanced Falconry by Mutual Benefit. It's a good song. Wow, what a song. It's a good song. Advanced Falconry. I think I'm in a, I'm trying to think about songs that I liked when I was a child. I had very limited um maybe some Springsteen. I went through like weird phases of like being interested in stuff. So like there was a phase where I was like, I was like somewhere between like 10 and 13 probably. Yeah. Where like I was really into Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and like the Born in the USA. Who album. wasn't into really into Bruce Springsteen? <clears throat> huh? This happened with a few different, because this was, this was mostly determined by like, I think the albums that we had. So, like, I went through, like, a Bruce Springsteen phase. I went through a Huey Lewis phase. I'll throw a Huey Lewis song on there. And I went through a Billy Joel phase, all of which are, like, actually pretty good artists. Yeah. um, Actually, you know what? Can I cancel? I would like to cancel that one. Which one? Uh, La Fuga, because I don't think anyone will like it. I would like Mm. to recommend... Uh, I don't think anyone is going to like these songs. I would like to recommend uh, Sparks Fly by Taylor Swift. (laughs) All right. Yep, that is my final recommendation. 
All right, if that's what you want. It's a good one. So what did I recommend? I don't even remember. I don't know. We'll play that. Oh, Advanced Falconry, And I Go With Him by The Beatles off of their first album, The Beatles. And that's it. All right. What are your songs? Did you already recommend? Um, I don't know. I'll just they'll just show up on the playlist. Maybe some Bruce. Maybe some Huey. Maybe some Billy. All Joel. my life. I've been searching for a girl. How come we only we only ever listened to two Beatles albums? We only had to. Well, that's weird. Well, one of them was like their greatest hits, so I feel like we got a pretty good yeah, but there's so awareness many other, of their so many other albums out there. That's true. The Beatles actually in also, invented music, if you guys didn't know. Hmm. They were the first people to ma- ever make music. Music's we also listened to a lot of Wicked. And Hoops and, and Yo-Yo, featuring <laughs> Barry Grip. And, and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown is actually a really good musical. Yeah, it's not bad. And that was it. And then we listened to a bunch of acapella hymns. And that was all the music we ever listened to. And then I started listening to like MXP. Yeah, <laughs> David really went off the rails. Started listening to Reliant yeah, K, MXPX, Anne Berlin, Paramore. Paramore. <laughs> um, but like uh, Paramore before Paramore when they were still like emo punk. You ever They're listen like to Evanescence? Do you ever listen to Evanescence? No, no, I didn't get into them. But. Um, I remember no. that. I remember that phase. You got into White Stripes. White Stripes were the first ever band. Mm, a little bit. First ever real band that I liked. So I, that's kind of White Stripes would have come after the Black Keys. Really? Black Keys were kind of my first. Yeah. Black you know Keys. how I listen? Yeah. So <coughs> I remember your phases. It was like for first was that MXPX, Amberlynn, Reliant K phase. Then did you get into the Black Keys? I remember you were yeah, into the Black they Keys. They were later. Funny how we both Black Keys is now my favorite band. So here's you were into the Black Keys before I ever was. Yep. So here's where the Black Keys came from, though. You want to know? You were stealing music super from the weird. library. No, 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 no. Super weird. Okay. I don't know why I remember this. I was at church in Bible class. I was probably in like middle school or high school. Garrett Rose was there. You know, like pre-class. You know, okay, people yeah. Are just kinda he usually ming- does that. Mingling. I enjoy doing that with Garrett. Garrett, Garrett Rose is there. And this is, you know, say, I, much younger. Don't say this his name. Much, oh, sorry. I'll bleep out his last Garrett. name. Garrett. Garrett is there. Now we have to use a I'll fake bleep name. Out his Timmy Timothy. Is his real name? I'll edit him. Okay. Garrett. I can use his first name. There's a lot of Garrett's out there. Okay. <laughs> so Garrett's there and talking to somebody. He's not even talking to me. He's just talking to like people in general. Okay. And he brings up the Black Keys okay. have a new album Called out. Brothers. Called Brothers. Mm, one of their best and albums. Like, it's really good. It's an incredible and album. And I was like, hmm, I never heard of that band. I should check them out. And I did. So does that mean we can trace the beginning of the music renaissance back to that point right there? Not exclusively. I think but we that can. I genuinely think we definitely could. Because if you don't listen to the Black Keys, you're just stuck on MXPX forever. Because I remember you went from MXPX to like the Black Keys and then you got into the Frank Sinatra and Jimmy Dean Sausage. What's his name? Martin Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Dean Martin. Uh, yeah, Dean Martin. Some, some version of that. And you get into that, but then also kind of simultaneously you get into Cake for a while. You were really into Cake for a really long time. Mm, yeah. Like really, really into Cake. Yeah, um, and then that's when I stopped. That, so that was Kate came from, and then that was when I. So at some point I started listening to ninety four seven alternative Portland. Was oh, that good? I'm Sat Visla, and this is Passport Approved. 
time for so somewhere yeah somewhere I got a new single from a new band coming out of Siberia. You old ninety four seven. Sat Visla. I'm Sat Visla, and this is Passport Approved. That's actually a very so good impression, but no one knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was kind of good. It was not kind of good. I don't it even was know that really guy. Good. I don't even know that guy's name. I just do like vaguely remember the like Passport Approved thing. It would come on Sunday on a, night. Yeah, we I feel like we were driving. Driving to Ryan's or driving back to Ryan's? Ryan's? When you were driving back from Ryan's, it would start, they would do the uh, top nine at nine. And uh, then later, yeah, you're probably right. they they would do the weird like club music for some reason. It was like alternative electronic, yeah. I think. It was weird, but they would do the top nine at nine or the top eight at eight, something like that. Top ten at ten. It was not maybe? the top ten. I at feel 10. like we. Would, it was. N- it was. You think not we would leave before 10. ten? I think yeah. Maybe we might have had to be back by a certain yeah. time. So that's what. So that's so a memory. Wow, we Let's can talk about that for. A so hot we minute. can trace all of our music genres. I thought. I mean, I can definitely trace where my music tastes started from, and it's the Black Keys. Yeah. But it's also from Silas's cousin. Good thing Silas is, was one of our very few homeschooling friends, or else I would, now my music tastes... We branched out in later life, but like in general. Yeah, but now my music tastes are really just off the rails. I fully think that That's no one... That's kind of true. No one really likes my music taste. <laughs> I like a lot of your stuff that you play. It's very eclectic, and I don't know how that's happened. It's just that's fully <laughs> off the rails. I am just in many different genres all at the same time. I think you pride yourself on your eclecticism though. I really I do, but out. I I understand that people kind of hate it when I DJ. So I've been think I've been reading this book by a comedian um who it the book is all about him trying to collect as many m- albums that come out in 2016 as possible. And he talks about mm. how he made this playlist called The Party Mix and the sole purpose of the party mix is to revitalize any party so i've been thinking about creating a playlist like that that just gets everyone pumped up so it's all just going to be pop hits (laughs) does he say when like what's the songs on his i don't think he's i don't think he says i think he doesn't, I don't think he ever says what it is. So but he I'll has one. He doesn't even tell you what's on it? No. Yeah, that's a little bit. It's not relevant to the story. Yeah, but it just seems like it's not, it'd be more it's efficient not, it's not, for you than you having to yeah, like, but then come that's up just, with your own. He, that's cheating. I will make. I will craft it myself. Well, you can always modify it, but it just seems craft like it, it myself. I will craft it myself. All right, all right, all right. So I'm thinking about making that, but I often... Oftentimes, I am the DJ because although I have the most eclectic music tastes, I have the most extensive music tastes. So I definitely have the most songs downloaded out of anyone, uh, not out of anyone, but out of most people when I'm DJing. Usually I'm DJing on road trips and stuff like that, but I definitely have the most music downloaded out of most people who are also on the road trip. So Gotcha. I also enjoy DJing. Yeah. I know and then know. no one ever likes my songs. And that's okay. People like my songs. I like DJing. People do like my songs. Well usually. Sometimes that's just because you're a sheep. At the gym they do. You're just a sheep who follows the pop masses. I don't, I don't think so. You're a sheep that follows the pop masses. You know what's always hard? Whenever you listen or you watch a commercial and there's a song that you really like in it and you have to go find that song. It was the hardest. I don't think that's that hard. It's kind of hard because y- you have to wade through other commercials. Because if you look up Volvo commercial, song from Volvo commercial, it'll be like. Hey, everyone. This is David, the executive producer of Jabberwocky. Uh, unfortunately, due to some technical difficulties, this is the end of this episode. Somebody, uh, I will not 
name names, uh, but a certain person involved in the production of this podcast uh, sent me their audio to go into the master file um, where we do the you know the technological stuff where we make this into an actual podcast and uh, their audio file just cuts off at the end. Is it their fault? Maybe, maybe not, probably, almost definitely, but um, yeah, we we don't have the, the rest of the audio for their dialogue, so this is the end of the episode. Um, yeah, so that person uh, is definitely to blame. Yeah, I guess that's all I got. Um, you know, for once, I get to do the sign-off. So... Peace out, Rainbow Trout, and keep on jabbering.